Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be dating, over-eagerness and overthinking. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who is doing absolutely or exactly that. And it's putting him in a position where he's literally – you can see him in slow motion putting himself into a fearful state which is not going to end well for him if he doesn't turn shit around. So a quote that I wrote and then we're going to go through his email. And the quote says, It is a man's role in dating and courtship to create an opportunity for sex to happen. Hang out, have fun and hook up. Unless your intentions are strictly platonic or professional, the whole purpose of a date between a man and a woman is to explore a mutual sexual attraction and dissolve any barriers to sex happening. Men should start out making only one date per week. One. This gives a man time to assess a woman's interest, compatibility, and emotional stability, as well as to create and facilitate sexual attraction. Men should not be making future dates on the same day that they are on a date or had a date. Otherwise, they risk coming off as desperate, needy, creepy, stalkerish, and scaring women away. Another reason why you only start out making one date per week is to see how the woman does. Most guys are so focused on, God, if I just get a chance with this girl, things will be awesome and she'll really see what a great guy I am. But when you're in that mindset, you also got to realize that she's on probation too. She's got to prove to you that she's not a Fruit Loop and she's worth your time. That she's actually somebody that's emotionally stable and not just hot and bitchy but a total fucking freak. So the idea is to see what she does as well. Because women who are insecure, what are they going to do? They're going to freak out. I haven't heard from you. I thought you didn't like me. Why did it take you three or four days to get in contact with me again? A woman who has a healthy self-esteem, who loves herself, who loves her mom and her dad, comes from a good family, she's just going to say, oh, he must be busy. I'm sure he'll get in touch. But a woman who is insecure, she's going to get pissed off and butthurt right away. has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with her model of the world and the way she perceives the world. And that's one of the things I noticed when I was going through this guy's emails. He's not really paying enough attention to her and how she's showing up and what she's doing because he's so focused on himself, what he's going to do, what he's not going to do, when sex is going to happen, is he going to perform, is it going to be good, if it doesn't happen by such and such date, what does that mean? I mean he's way overthinking things. If you know my book backwards and forwards, if you read it 10 to 15 times, it becomes instinctual. You know what to do next and when you know the information, it's going to give you a tremendous sense of peace, of ease, of delight a certainty that everything is going to work out. So what's the fucking rush? So let's go through his email. He says, hey, Corey, I've been an avid reader of your book 10 plus times and counting. 10 times. When somebody says they read my book 10 times, like I, I did a couple of uh, coaching emails today that I answered from people. And I remember one of them, the guy's like telling me he's been following me almost two years. Another guy, a little over a year, he's been following me. And I read the email and it's – I look at the things that guys are – both of them are doing and saying and it looks like somebody that just found my website or somebody that really didn't take the time to learn the book backwards and forwards. 
They're trying to take shortcuts, watching a you know few videos here and there, and they're acting completely like a rookie that somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. And it's pretty obvious if you've read the book what to expect. And that's why I say it all the time. And I, I know some people get irritated. It's like, all right, I've heard you say read ten to fifteen. I get it. But there's you gotta understand. I'm coaching thousands and thousands of people all over the world that are in different stages. And as a coach, a coach's job is to teach fundamentals, to notice what you're doing, to help you take corrective action, and keep you focused on the most important things, which is trying to get a little better each day. And that's why I keep saying the same shit over and over. That's why I keep doing the same type of topics over and over. It's because everybody's situation is different. Every email is slightly different. And when you attack a problem, or an issue that most people have from a thousand different situations and scenarios. That's why I answer emails from men and women all over the world because if you understand the baseline principles, the emails teach you how to take what's in the book and apply it in that specific situation because it's impossible just to read the book and be able to really get I mean some people can do it but the overwhelming majority, they need extra things they need some guys and girls need help with their purpose and figuring out why they're on this earth and what they should be doing with their time to add value and earn a decent living as other people that are trying to overcome neediness insecurity fear doubt or they don't have a high opinion of themselves and so their life is full of people who reinforce the fact that they should have that low opinion of themselves and by talking to people and approaching all these different things can help people relate to what other people are going through so they either don't make the same mistakes or maybe somebody's watching this video now and they're making the same mistakes that this particular guy is making. He said, I've read your book 10 times and counting and I've watched many of your videos. I contacted you back in 2012 when I didn't know squat and you kindly responded. Today, I'm dating this British girl and we've had three great dates, one per week as you teach. We had a short brunch date the first time. Your job as a man, Mr. I've read the book 10 times, is to create an opportunity for sex to happen. Hang out, have fun, hook up. Unless it's with somebody that you met online and you just want to do a quick brunch, something that would be easy, in and out, not a lot of money, that's understandable. But somebody that's read the book 10 times and is going to a brunch, breakfast and lunch basically. I teach don't do lunches and yet he's going to lunches. Mr. I've read the book 10 times. He's been following me for – he says since 2012. This is 2015 when I'm shooting this. So that's three years. I would expect somebody that's been following me for about three years to know a little bit more. <clears throat> but that's just me. I have high standards and I expect a lot from people following me. But hey, everybody, you know what? It's your own journey and you're going to go at your own fucking pace. I even did a video call, go at your own pace. So after the, the brunch date, he said they had an awesome evening. The second night, we made out for an hour nonstop and had a very hot picnic on the third one. So we will likely do the same without clothes pretty soon. So let me ask you, those people who have been following me for a while, does this sound like a guy that's read my book 10 times and has been following me? for several years and applying and practicing the things that I teach or does this sound like a guy that's really new to my work? I'm sure I'll see the comments in the YouTube video comments. 
after again create an opportunity for sex to happen so you go to lunch basically the first time then the second time you just made out and the third time you had a picnic hey boo boo let's get some butt lights and a picnic basket what about the logistics of sex did you plan for that i mean if you're not used to getting laid then yeah it's understandable to make a date and just assume that sex will happen someday but you got to think about it. If you apply the things I teach and the girl really likes you, most women are going to sleep with a guy by the second or third date. And if you're really good, usually it happens on the first date. But if you're not expecting it to happen and you don't believe it can happen, maybe it's, you've never had these kinds of experiences. That's understandable. So if you don't believe it's a possibility, then when I say create an opportunity for sex to happen, go, oh, yeah, I'll go to lunch. Oh, yeah, we'll do a picnic. So the guy's thinking, I gotta go on all these dates. I gotta go out there for you know two, three months, and then I'll get around to just gently grazing her nipples or whatever. And the bottom line, if she likes you and you like her, and she's normal, and for the most part she's raised in the West, if you do the things I teach, on average by the second or third date, you guys are going to be bumping uglies. The bottom line is you're not going out with her to play fucking patty cake with her. You're going out because you are interested in engaging in the indoor Olympics. And so some of you that are ultra-conservative, ultra-religious, you all no sex till marriage, whatever. But the bottom line is you're going out on dates because at some point in time, you want to have sex. You want to fucking get it on. After each date, she has texted me within a few hours to tell how great of a time she had. Every time, and notice what I say, I teach in the book, one date per week. And also, you shouldn't be making a second date while you're still on an existing date. The idea is you want the woman to start reaching out to you within a day or two of your date and that's when you ask them out for the next date. Not when she texts you an hour later like, hey, when are you free to get together again? It's too soon. Just take your time. What's the rush? It's not a mad dash to the finish line. Women don't like guys that blur their wives and you know they don't like the three-pump chump. They want a guy that can get the friction on. He can move things, you know. It's like a guy that can last. That's another reason why for you guys out there, you should definitely be watching the video that I did, How Men Can Have Multiple Orgasms. Make sure you choke the chicken earlier in the afternoon. So if you are bumping ugly, you're like, oh, oh, as soon as you stick it in. I did a video, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. A guy had lost his virginity in his car. He's living out of his car. And he was practicing. He's obviously sitting in his car going, <laughs> doing his thing. But he, he followed that. He did exactly what I taught him to do. Read the book multiple times, practiced it. So when it came time to having sex for the first time, he was I think he had sex for like three hours in the car. That woman is going to remember that shit for the rest of her fucking life. And it's going to be one of the most exciting sexual experiences that she ever had. Even when she's an old fucking lady, she's going to think about that guy that was living out of his car, that fucked her brains out for three fucking hours in the parking lot of some park or whatever. That's exciting. That's the kind of shit you read in the romance novels. He says, every time I took the opportunity to plan the next date, which I mentioned that you should be planning a next date an hour or two after you just finished the date. She has excitedly accepted each time, writing funny texts about her day, etc., and we were sending each other bantering texts every other day or two. The phone is for setting dates. Sounds like you're violating that principle. 
Through her texts and actions, I can tell she obviously likes me and I reciprocate. Great. But again, you've had three dates at this point and you still haven't slept together. So when you start chit-chatting all the time, guys just – they don't know when to stop and they take it too far and then the girl gets bored. Think about it. If you're chit-chatting all the time on text, what the fuck are you going to talk about on your date? She knows everything you've been doing already if you're talking all the time. And plus when you do that and then you stop doing that later on, the girl's going to get pissed. She's like, what's the deal? You were all over me. In the beginning, you were texting all the time and now you're – are you dating somebody else? But if you do that from the get-go, it makes it great and easy. It allows you to remain mysterious and it keeps her wanting more. It's just like show business. That's why there's always a cliffhanger at the end of your favorite TV show or your blockbuster movie. you got to leave you hanging just a little bit because you're going to want to come back and see the sequel or tune in for next week's episode. There's a reason it works. That's the way us human beings are. We like that. We don't want to know the ending of the movie before we watch the movie. It seems as though the progression has been very natural and we give each other space, which I like. I've been dating around, but I like this girl. It's pretty effortless with her. She seems like girlfriend material and I want to give back what she's giving me and so far, that's been the case. We have our fourth date planned for Friday evening at a cocktail lounge, but I have to leave for the airport at 3 a.m. for an early Saturday morning flight. So does he sound like somebody who's thinking about the logistics of sex? Sex is bound to happen very soon given it's our third date, but I'm unsure of how to approach this. Do I invite her this time after our drinks or do I invite her to my place in the next date where she'll be able to spend the night? You said you read my book 10 times, dude, and I'm going to have to say that's fucking bullshit. Maybe you skimmed through it 10 times, but you didn't read it 10 times. There's no fucking way. That is discussed in detail and in depth in the book and you should know that and you don't. So don't fucking bullshit me. Don't write me these letters and puff yourself up like you're Mr. Fucking Stud and you got women coming out coming out your ears and then you, you write something like this. It looks like a guy that just found my work a week or two ago. It's like, come on, man. If this was a class in college, do you think you'd be passing or do you think you would be failing? Would you be getting an A plus or would you be like a C minus, just barely passing? So think about this. The idea is hanging out, having fun while you're hanging out and then hook up. So if you're out and you're having some drinks at a cocktail lounge or whatever, are you going to have dinner afterwards? Did you think about that? Things are going really well. I mean the idea is when what happens when the kissing starts? What happens after kissing starts? What does my book say? Kissing leads to heavy petting. Heavy petting leads to, hey, you want to get out of here and go back to my place and have a glass of champagne? I got a bottle in the refrigerator. It's the trial close. You want to see how open she is to it. And she says, sure, let's do that. Great. Then you hop in your car, you pay the tab and you leave. And if she says, no, let's have another round. Great. Maybe in an hour or two, you bring it up again when you're all over each other. That's what I teach in the book. And you don't sound like a guy that understands the seduction process. So you're overthinking things. You're not prepared. And just like Confucius said, success depends upon prior preparation. And without said preparation, there is sure to be failure. Do I invite her? (laughs) 
Do I invite her this time after our drinks or do I invite her to my place the next date where she'll be able to spend the night? Again, just let it happen. See how things go. If she's all over you and you're, both your hands are wandering and your hand just happens to accidentally brush her nipple and she doesn't grab your hand, you can say, hey, you want to get out of here and go back to my place and have a glass of champagne? I even got some fish we can cook up on the barbie. I got some ribs. I got some steak. I got some chicken. I got some shrimp. We can make all kinds of – I can make you a healthy salad. I know this guy makes the world's best salad. She knows I'm off early Saturday but I do I, but I do not want her to think I'm a pussy if we do not end up sleeping together this time. Well, like I said, if you plan for that happening, if you're used to getting laid, again, you've been following me for three years basically, so you claim and does this email, for those of you watching this, does this email sound like a guy who's been following me for three years and has read the book ten times? It sounds like a guy, it's the first, he's getting the first experience with applying the things that I teach and since he doesn't know the information very well, he's overthinking things and he's overcomplicating things. But if, if you guys are all over each other and you invite her to join you and she says, sure, let's do that. Do you have a bottle of champagne in the fridge? Do you have glass champagne flutes in your freezer which are nice and chilled? Do you have strawberries in your refrigerator? Do you have whipped cream in your refrigerator? Do you have maybe some chocolate in the refrigerator? You can put on the strawberries and some other strategic places. Do you have those things? If a guest comes over, are you prepared? ABC. What is it? Always be prepared. ABP, I guess. The truth is we might still go back to my place but I'd rather have a full evening and night on the next date next week. What do you think? Dude, if the opportunity presents itself, think, how would James Bond think? He'd be thinking, next week I'm going to be in a different country. I don't know where I'm going to be next week. I don't know where the, the bad guys in following that trail is going to lead me. So I'm planning on having some champagne and some fucking room service and I want to be bumping some uglies. So that's what always happens. Why? Because I'm fucking James Bond and girls just like me. That's just the way it is. So James Bond plans for it. He's always got a hotel room that's strategically located nearby. Duh. And if you're a guy and you're creating an opportunity for sex to happen, your house should be clean. You shouldn't have your fucking dirty underwear with the shit stains laying all over the fucking carpet. Everything should be clean, assuming that a guest is going to come over. If you're always prepared and your place is always nice and your refrigerator is always stocked, it's not a big deal. Again, success depends upon prior preparation. Without said preparation, there is sure to be failure. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So like I said, throw the trial clothes at her if she's open to it and says, yeah, let's go back to your place. Great. Make sure you're prepared. Make sure you got some condominiums, some condoms, some rubbers, some things to protect your member. You got to think about this shit ahead of time. Like the guy I was, I was talking about that had you know, lost his virginity in his car and he's living out of his car. The only reason he didn't have sex, the, I think it was the second or third date he was with this girl, was because he didn't have any condoms. I was like – that was the only thing I said, come on, man. Other than that, he was fucking perfect. He did a great job. But you got to think about these things. If you're used to this happening and if sex always happens on your dates, then you're always fucking prepared. It's, it, you're never like, oh, I don't have a condom. Or, oh, oh, my house is a mess. What do I do now? Do I get a hotel? Figure that shit out, man. Think of that ahead of time. Think from the end. 
If your intention is to be making love later, well, everything needs to be dialed in and ready. If you got roommates, that better be the fuck out of the place so you can have it all to your own if you're on a date. That's just neat, you know, if you're you live with roommates, that needs to be the deal. If they're on a date, then you're out of there. You can text them, y'all go, yep, nothing's gonna happen. You can go ahead and go home or whatever. Send them a text later or whatever happens. Or, hey, I'm on the way back to the place. You better stay the fuck away. I want you, I want you coming over and I'm rocking out with my cock out on the couch. Don't worry, I'll clean up the pecker tracks. So, 10 times, man, I just, I don't believe it. Sorry. Like I said, just plan it out, man. Think from the end. It's okay. It's not a rush. Take your time. Don't overthink. If you got your logistics all set up and you make the move and she's open to it and you invite her to come back to your place and she says yes, then it's okay. Make sure you choke the chicken earlier in the day so you don't blow your wad in 10 seconds because then you should be like, not another one of these guys. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.